Welcome to the Iron Self Podcast, where we jump into health, fitness, mindset, and becoming the best version of yourself. Today with your hosts, Mike and Kayla Minion. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Iron Self Podcast. Today we are talking about the quest for confidence. Woohoo! That, I just thought that was a good way to it's start with woo-woo. confidence. Okay. Yes, confidence, pump it up. Okay, well, I'm going to start with myself as far as confidence goes. Um, for anybody who knows me now, I am a fairly confident person. Uh, when you... You confident? No. <laughs> if you had met me when you were younger, you would have been a little bit surprised. So when I was... I'm the youngest of three kids. I was, you know, I was always chasing after my brother and sister, trying... Like, we all played pretty good level sports, and we all were kind of in competition with each other constantly. And because I was the youngest, I was never... Well, not until I was older anyways, but but I was never the fastest, never the best out of the three of us. So I felt like I was never adding up. So in my younger life, I would do anything I could to try and get better um, to because I thought that was going to make me more confident, if that makes sense. That so makes that, sense. That, that was my struggle growing up is I, I really tried to tried to excel, but I felt like I was never adding up. And that that was a struggle for me growing up. Confidence in me. Wow. Um, Something that I am still very much working on. So I was never really confident as a kid. I was very loud and leadershipy and bossy. Um, She still is. I'm not that way anymore, Mike. (laughs) Not that way. Don't tell the guests. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So anyways, I wasn't overly confident, though, in my abilities. And I would often find myself getting very, very shy. And... When I first started out in the group fitness realm, it was kind of like, don't look at me, just do what my mouth tells you to do. And I was, I would rather be hidden, if that makes sense. And so what I did was I developed this like alternate personality. Her name was Natalia. So Natalia was my name from Spanish, high school Spanish class, because my teacher decided we all needed Spanish names. So that was Natalia. And so Natalia was confident. Natalia wasn't afraid of what other people thought. So when I would get up in front of a big group of people, when I was first teaching group fitness, I was Natalia. I wasn't Kayla because Natalia didn't care and Kayla very much cared so it'd be like (laughs) it it was this alternate like alternate alter ego is that the word I'm looking for okay so it was my alter ego and I needed to be Natalia in order to step into becoming this new version of me so having this alter ego allowed me to kind of step outside of the the shell that I was essentially housing myself to can can I just stop one second there it's it's I love you, and it's crazy to hear that from you because the fact that you were able to do it with an alter ego means, believe it or not, that was you the whole time. What? So, oh man, so, but, but <laughs> I this, had no idea. This comes back to that belief in self and the ability to. I and my big thing for confidence is it's loving yourself unconditionally. It's accepting you for all that you are, Natalia, and all. Well, I got to step into Natalia, though. So she became me and I became her. And we kind of, like, created this union together of who Kayla is now. And I don't think without her, I would be the person I am because I needed her to guide me a little bit more, if that makes sense. Because that wasn't who I defined myself as. That wasn't the story I was telling myself that wasn't at all, I guess, who I was. So 
coming into this new version of myself, I still don't feel overly confident a lot of the time. And part of that comes from a, a need or a requirement for acceptance. So a lot of people, uh, I'm, I'm going to generate, this is a vague generalization, but there, there's a ton of people out there that, that expect more out of themselves constantly. And that's not a bad thing either. Like expecting a lot out of yourself just, just kind of sets you up for higher learning, I call it, right? Because then you're, you're always that, you're forever the scientist. You're trying to figure out the best way to do things. It's, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but accepting yourself where you are is where that, that base comes back to. And the need for acceptance is a basic human need. We, we as all humans require to be accepted and loved and cared for. And so that need for acceptance is something that I think that every single person has, whether you're looking for in internal acceptance, external acceptance. And most of the time, the, the problem is, is that we're seeking external validation, external acceptance, when what we truly, truly desire is internal validation and internal acceptance. And that comes back to the relationship that we hold with ourselves. And like I said, this is something that I am still working on. And this is actually something that I expect to be working on for the rest of my life. Because as any good relationship goes, you are always in a process of working on that relationship. And if you don't, that relationship fails. Yeah, 100%. Think of it like a marriage, right? So if you're in a marriage and you've got good communication with your spouse, are you making like an ugly face at me? <laughs> no. <laughs> if you've got good communication with your spouse and you don't feel the need to hit them, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, if you've got good communication with your spouse and you've got a good trusting relationship and you're working on building that relationship and every day you check in with that relationship or however often you you're require nurturing. to, you nurture that relationship. But most of the time we fail to nurture the relationship with ourselves. I think the biggest fall down for most people is that being able to look after themselves as a basic necessity because so many people, whether you're a parent or, well, most, I'm, I'm going to generalize again with parents. Most parents prioritize their children over themselves. So as long as the kids are doing good, they can fall by the wayside and they'll be fine eventually. Um, but the reality is if you don't have that self-care, if you're not looking after numero uno, then, then everything else is actually going to get a lessened version of yourself. You, you have less of yourself to spread around as the butter saying goes. I've never heard that saying. I just made it up. <laughs> the butter saying. That's, that should take off, you guys. The butter saying. Please don't make that take off, guys. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways. Spread yourself on thick like butter. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. So developing a trusting relationship with yourself is one of the biggest things to start to develop that confidence within yourself. So... We develop trusting relationships with friends, family members, spouses, all of those kinds of things, right? When they show us through action that we can trust them, then we create that trusting relationship with them and we end up having a better relationship overall. The problem is, is that most of us fail to have that trusting relationship with ourselves. Well, and a lot of it, no, wait. Yes, we fail to have that trusting relationship with ourselves because we don't follow through on a lot of the things that we say. So if we say, you know, I'm going to do my workout Tuesday morning and Tuesday morning you don't get up and go do your workout, well, then you fail to follow through on plans that you made with yourself, right? So if you had a friend that constantly canceled plans on you, how do you think that you would feel about that friend? Well, yeah, you just stop going. Well, exactly. So it's like, okay, well, you know what, Tuesday mornings are not working for my, for this, this 
thing I say, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat salad every day at lunchtime because I think that's the only way to be healthy. And then every day at lunchtime you have a burger and french fries, what do you think that's doing to that trusting relationship with yourself? Or I'm going to start talking positively to myself and every day you're like, pick yourself apart and you criticize yourself and judge yourself. Well, that's not going to create that better, trusting, loving relationship that we are looking for, right? It's no different than if I was to like, look at my spouse, looking at Mike right now, and I say, oh, you know, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, you can't do this right. Like, how would that make you feel? That would not make me feel good. You wouldn't like me? I would still like you, I'd just be mad at you. Okay, so but if you were doing that to yourself, somehow on some level we say, yeah, you know what, that's totally acceptable. Well, that's, yeah, we, we've talked about that in the past. It's, it's that story that we tell ourselves, right? So, and I mean, confidence, like what we're talking about, is like a muscle. So if you're not practicing that, that actual confidence side of the world, then, then it's not going to get any stronger, right? Right, the actions speak louder than words. Yeah. So what actions are you taking towards stepping into this confidence and this trusting, loving relationship with yourself to help build that up, right? I mean, it's confidence isn't something that just falls into your lap or that you all of a sudden achieve some sort of like miracle body and you're like, I love this version. This is it. This is where confidence really resides. Well, and that it's, it's funny because a lot of people do that exactly. And they're like, I, I'm going to, I will be confident when. Right. So yes. um, I, I need to put on 15 pounds of hard muscle or I need to lose 30 pounds of fat before I'm going to feel confident. Before I accept myself. B before you're accepting yourself. Right. So that that comes back to, well, maybe I need to take those parameters off and start being OK with who I am now. And then starting to focus on the good things, the, the reasons why you do love yourself. Right. So, again, it comes back to that story we tell ourselves. So now we're telling ourselves, well, I do love myself because I'm already a kind person. I'm actually really strong already. Um, and I'm willing to make changes to better myself even further. So now you have these reasons why you're awesome. So now we can start building on these reasons. Right. I mean, you wouldn't take a friend or a family member and go, oh, I'm only going to love them when they lose 30 pounds. I'm only going to love them when they have, you know, X, Y, and Z, when they drive this car. Like, it's so awful that we can place these parameters on ourselves these i will love myself when i will accept myself when i will find confidence when and we're constantly looking for that when and i'll tell you when you get to that when so like let's say i will love myself when i achieve 10 pounds of weight loss and you achieve that 10 pounds of weight loss i promise you this you don't receive a card in the mail from yourself that goes hey congratulations you hit that 10 pounds and i love you now well, and the crazy thing here for anybody who's a parent, like if your kids see you doing this to yourself, this this constant I will when I do kind of thing, then then they see that and they start to place those same beliefs around their own thoughts of themselves. So like I know our, our youngest daughter, she was running in a race recently and she crossed the finish line. She didn't place or anything like that, but she crossed the finish line and she was in tears. And I was like, well, what's the matter? And she's like, well, I'm sorry, I didn't win. What does it matter if you won? Like you, you're here, you're experiencing this. You came here to try your hardest and you did that. We came to have fun. Right. We're, we're here to support you. And she was worried that I was going to be upset that she didn't succeed at this high level because we place high, high value on our own success. So she sees that and that, that was a really eye opening moment for myself. And I was like, okay, maybe I need to take a step back and start to look at how I treat situations. If this is what my seven year old sees. 
Right. And so some of that comes back to the self-talk that you have with yourself and the actions that you're taking out loud. And sometimes that self-talk comes out loud, right? I mean, I know I'm definitely guilty of mumbling under my breath sometimes. She I says think. mumbling under her breath, but when I hear her talking to herself downstairs, it's not mumbling. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's called thinking out loud. I'm not like yeah. responding to my own yeah, questions. It's, it's only crazy when you answer. <laughs> Right. It's only crazy when you realize you're answering yourself. No. <laughs> okay. So part of this comes back to that self-talk and some of this is going to come back to that self-compassion. So self-compassion studies have shown that when we deploy self-criticism over self-compassion, we increase our stress hormones, that cortisol storage hormones, and we're more likely to suffer from anxiety and depression. I mean, if you are constantly berating yourself, of course, that's going to make you feel stressed out. And we create that stress where? In our brain. And where do we feel it? In our body. And our entire body gets actually impacted by it. Everything from your basic cell level up gets impacted from this constant stress that you're putting on yourself. And then the studies have shown that if we increase self-compassion, so I'm going to define self-compassion for you in a second, but if we increase self-compassion, we start to release oxytocin, which is that love hormone, right? And that opiates, which are feel-good hormones, and that really wants, they lend way to us creating more positive. So the more oxytocin and opiates our body starts to emit, the more we feel better, the more we're likely to continue on that feel better path. But when we're berating ourselves over and over again, we get stuck in that stress loop and we just keep berating ourselves and it, we find it harder and harder to dig ourselves out. And so part of this needs to start with a little bit of self-compassion. Self-compassion has three components, kindness, common humanity, and mindfulness. So kindness is what? Uh, kindness is just being a good person in general. You're you're not just going out to backstab people. You're but kindness to yourself. Oh, kindness to yourself. You're not backstabbing yourself. You you have positive things to say about yourself. I am an amazing person. I have a beautiful head of hair. I am. <laughs> I feel like you just lied to yourself. What, what's wrong with my hair? Um, nothing. Where it's there, it's beautiful. <sighs> okay, I agree. But that's kindness. That is kindness. Uh, common sense of humanity. So common sense of humanity you is... You care about the other people. You, you find that you are part of the, the, a greater picture. Community. So you're, think, it's think community. The, you're not alone. sense of community. Yes. Common sense of humanity is being not alone, right? You're not isolated. You are going through this as one unit with everybody else, right? So if you are, you know, finding yourself, you know knuckle deep in a pizza on a Friday night and you told yourself you weren't going to do that, you know, rather than berating yourself and, oh my God, I said I wasn't going to eat this pizza. It's like, okay, I'm eating this pizza. I'm human. I'm going to eat pizza once in a while. That's cool. But it just means that maybe tomorrow I won't eat pizza. I'm not going to eat the leftover pizza or whatever that looks like. Right. Because I am human. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not going on a diet that doesn't allow me to eat pizza. I don't know why anybody would go on a diet that doesn't allow them to eat pizza. Anyways, that's that's a totally different topic. <laughs> and then mindfulness. So mindfulness is that observation without judgment. So this doesn't just mean that your mind is full. There's a difference between mindful and mindfulness. Yes. <clears throat> so mindful is just like the constant... Berating of thoughts. Just, just a crazy amount of thoughts. There's always questioning. There's always thoughts. And then being mindful is actually the opposite of that. S being able to step back, seeing the thoughts, but just taking an objective view of them as they kind of float by more or less. 
Yeah, it's kind of like if you are looking at a window and watching the cars go by on the street, right?、Mm-hmm. You're just seeing them go by. You're observing them. They're not you... affecting you. You can see them. You can see the colors. You can see everything to do about the cars, but you're not interacting with them. So with the mindfulness, it's observation without judgment, rather than that over-identification with it. So I'm going to use the pizza one because I was already on the pizza one. Love so, pizza. if I over-identify as, oh my goodness, I can't do this diet because I only eat pizza. I love pizza. I couldn't like, oh, I'm so terrible for eating pizza. I need to, you know, have the. I need to hit this goal, whatever. I'm over-identifying with it, and I'm just berating myself, rather than if I just stop and go, okay. I'm aware that I'm eating pizza. I am aware that I have goals that go along with this. I also am aware that I have a requirement and a belief or a value system around that I want to eat pizza. That's really important to me. It's also I also now see that every time I eat pizza, I'm maybe not very kind to myself, and that self-talk isn't as kind as I want it to be. I'm much kinder to myself when I eat one piece of pizza versus two pieces of pizza, whatever that is. But I'm just becoming more aware of the the voices in my head. Is that the way of saying it? I'm aware of the the thoughts that are going through my brain more so. So kindness, common humanity, and mindfulness all come into play for self compassion. And self compassion looks different on each person, but it's almost being a little bit more empathetic towards yourself. Just as you would be empathetic towards a friend that would be on a similar journey, you want to find that friend inside of you. Yeah, if you if you are supporting a spouse or a friend and they are say on a weight loss journey, you're not going to berate them every time they do something. You're you're going to applaud them when they succeed, and you're going to be there as support when they need it. You're not going to be the person that sits there and is like, "Well, way to go, you did it again." You're going to be like, "Oh, that's okay. You know what? You had a one off." You're gonna succeed at this. We already know you're working towards this goal. You got this, right? You're not gonna sit there and be like, "Way to go!" You're you're gonna just screw up again, or else. What what kind of a support network are you if that is if that's who you are? It's so true. And part of this confidence building and self compassion, self talk, trust, all comes back to self discipline,、mm-hmm. right? When we set out on a journey, we have to have some form of discipline in place, right? You don't just raise children and just let them do whatever they want. Children need boundaries and rules, just as we need boundaries and rules when we're trying to achieve a goal. Because we've never achieved that goal before, so therefore, if we don't place boundaries and rules around achieving it, we can't actually achieve it because we don't. We're not going to necessarily follow the path that. We feel is going to get us to those goals, right? There's never one path to get to a goal. There's never one way to do it. But it's just you need to place boundaries and rules around your way of getting to that path. Yeah, for sure. And then that that comes all back into the habits that we create for ourselves and replacing habits. We stuff that we've already talked about, but we you know you can go back and take a look. Go back and take a look at previous episodes, right? We don't need discipline. To do the things that come easily to us, to do the things that we want to do, right? I don't need discipline to eat a pizza. I don't need, you know, discipline to to、uh, exactly、sit down、awesome. and watch you, TV. You need the discipline to not do that, right? That's that's where the discipline comes in. It's like, okay, well, now I need to set up these rules in my head that say, okay, well, if I'm gonna go out and because you keep talking about pizza, I'm gonna go out and eat pizza with my friends. I'm gonna sure I'm gonna go out so I can still socialize, but maybe I'm having one piece of pizza instead of half of a pie to my face. And maybe I'm gonna have something else on the side, you know. Yeah, pizza and salad or wings, delicious wings. 
that doesn't make it any healthier. You didn't say wings though, and okay. I love wings. Anyways, that was not part of the. Anyways, the point is, <laughs> the point is, is that we need to create those that that discipline, that self discipline around the things that are hard for us, so that if it's hard to get out of bed every morning to go do a workout, and you say that this is what I'm going to do. Give yourself that relationship, that discipline where I'm going to get up and do it no matter what. You That follow through is where you create that trusting, loving relationship with yourself, right? It's no different than if you had a child and you said, hey, if you, you know, do that again, this is going to be your consequence or the discipline uh, message, what's mechanism to go along with it and you don't follow through, that child's going to keep doing whatever it is that you told them not to do because you never followed through. Whereas if it's, it goes back to yourself, it's like, okay, if I don't get out of bed in the morning, that means I don't do my workout. That means that I actually end up berating myself. That's my disciplinary measure, unfortunately. So I need to know that I need to take that action that's going to show myself that I can do this, even if I show up in the gym like a zombie in the morning. Well, and again, a lot of that comes back to the story you tell yourself, because if you're not getting up first thing in the morning to do your workout, there's a very good possibility that you're telling yourself, I wake up and I'm a zombie and I can't do my workouts in the morning, instead of saying to yourself, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to do my workout, I am, I am, I am. Going back to those I am statements from our episode on the story that you tell yourself. So I'm going to give you two questions today to start to do a little bit of reflection on this quest for confidence, looking at your past and looking at your future to define who you are right now. Okay, so get out a pen and paper. If you don't have a pen and paper and you're just simply listening to this episode or watching us on YouTube, please feel free to head over to our website, check out the show notes for this episode. I will have some downloadable things for you to check out on there. So if you don't have a chance to write it down. So question number one, if you were writing a letter to your past self, what would you choose to include about who you are today, right now? I mean, I feel like that's, that's pretty deep. Yeah, that, that's a thought-provoking question, right? If you can go back 10 years and talk to that person 10 years ago, knowing everything you know about your life then and knowing everything that you know today about your life, what advice are you going to give them? What, how are you going to help them get further ahead faster? Yeah, what lessons did you learn about through the process and maybe what lessons can you help them not to have to learn again? Yeah. Or learn from your mistakes, right? Uh Question number two, imagine you are talking to your future self. What would you say about what makes you, you? I mean, that's kind of big. It's like, okay, this is, this is something that I, you know, once you do, it's like, you know, put it in like a time capsule and go back and read it in 10 years and go, oh my gosh, that's who I was back then. Wow. Uh, but I feel like it it really does create that thought about who am I right now? I need to define this. Well, and I think just just simply stating who you are today is is amazing for that growth mindset too, because now it's like, okay, I have a snapshot of where I am today. And how do I want to go from where I am today to what I see my future being? Yeah, that vision that we created. Because you're gonna have this vision, this overarching, here's where I want to be. This is what I want to achieve in my lifetime. And here's where I am. So how do I make a path from here to there? 
Exactly. And it's almost like, okay, you could even take this a step further if you wanted a third question, which I'm not going to put on the website, but that's okay. <laughs> this is a, just a, a, something that kind of popped into my head is like, okay, now you are that future self. What is the advice that you have for yourself today to get to where you're going? Yeah. Right. That's, and that's, that's the hard one because you can never be in the future, but a good indicator of that again is taking that first question that yourself from 10 years ago and yourself now, and what advice are you giving that person? Because there's a good chance that if you've given them that advice, if we take that and take a good look at it, we might be able to use that as a stepping stone to where we're going anyways. Exactly. So it's all about the small steps, setting those small benchmarks. I feel like the quest for confidence is never a, a linear path. It's not straight. It's zigzaggy. It's windy. We can maybe travel backwards from time to time and then we go forwards. And that's okay for it to be zigzaggy and windy. And I don't feel that you ever hit a point where it's like this full, like I fully accept and love myself to the best of my ability every single day. I feel like every single day is a challenge. Every single day we take strides towards it. And that's really what it's about. It's about living in that positive state and taking strides towards being our best self in those critically hard moments. That's where we create that resilience and that change. For sure. And and one thing I want to point out too is that everybody struggles with confidence. It's not it's not just people who are quote unquote at the lower end of the totem pole. It's, it's everybody in every career, every industry, all the way from the bottom to the top. There is going to be moments where people question their level of confidence. And it's not saying that they don't have confidence. It's like if you talk about Michael Jordan, if you, anybody who's watched Last Dance, the guy is about as confident as you can get, but there's still doubts. There's still those thoughts inside of the head of even these high-level performing athletes where it's like, I, I still question some things here, whether or not I have that ability. Time and time has been proven that they do, but there's still those doubts and those thoughts. So it's completely human. It's com completely natural for this to be a lifelong journey. Again, like Kayla was saying about getting to those levels of confidence. Because once you hit a level of confidence where you're like, I feel amazing about myself. I have this, this level of confidence. Well, then you're actually still in that growing phase because now you're just, you're just stepping your le life up to the next level. And then there's always going to be that next, next pillar that you need to get to. So keep focusing on the positive. Yeah, you gotta. You always have to focus on that growth mindset and on as positive a mindset as you can. So I wanted to leave you guys today with a quote from Lao Tzu. And the quote is, because one believes in oneself, one doesn't try to convince others. Because one is content with oneself, one doesn't need others' approval. Because one accepts oneself, the whole world accepts him or her. So that... It's an awesome spot to leave it. I just do want to mention for anybody who isn't watching this on YouTube or through our website, our website is www.ironbodycoach.com slash blog for the podcast show notes. Wonderful. Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, if you love this, share it with your friends, family members, loved ones, share it on your social media. Leave us a comment, a note. Let us know what you think. Other than that, you guys have an awesome day and build that confidence. Take care. Bye for now.